Welcome everybody, I'm Sam Sebastian and you're listening to episode 4 of How Are You Doing Really? In today's episode I speak with my friend Stephen Meyer about his current experience around the coronavirus pandemic. Stephen talks about some of his personal practices and which help him to stay grounded during these challenging times. Community service, random acts of kindness, photo meditation, and some of the words that he would offer those being directly affected by COVID-19. Thank you for joining us today. Good morning. Morning, Sam. How are you? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing really good. Yeah. yeah happy Earth Day. Yeah, happy Earth Day. Thanks yeah. for uh, reminding me. I had uh, come across something that reminded me, I think, yesterday, like a calendar reminder of it. Um, I, I just want to welcome everybody back to How Are You Doing Really? And uh, just introduce my friend, Stephen Meyer, who is a friend from Esalen. He also is a body worker and... Um, yeah, it's, it's something we, we both really share and, um, cherish in, in our lives and have a deep connection to, and specifically, um, Esalen Institute. It's, it's been, um, both of our, I, I, I can actually just speak for myself. It's, it's one of my second homes, um, <laughs> <Mine> and, <too. laughs> as, as you hear him, he's, he's agreeing with that, um, but yeah, I wanted to have Stephen on to just kind of share about his his experience around the world pandemic and uh, what he's been up to uh, to just help himself stay grounded and and connected to his family um, and community and and those uh, around him. But I'll uh, turn it over to him just to be able to introduce himself a little bit more. So. Great. Yeah, it's really great to, to be with you today. And, uh, you know, it's great that, um, you know, we're friends. And I remember uh, we got introduced two years ago uh, when our friend Yavi was here uh, studying massage and staying at my house and staying at your house. And I picked her up in San Francisco and got to meet you and Finn. And, um, you know, after that, you know, we, you know, shared massage a couple of times, which went really well. And, um, you know, it's been an ongoing, um, you know, fun relationship for me and uh you know i really enjoy that you're in san francisco because that was my uh mom's birthplace and uh, you know having a good friend up there just you know helps me connect with my heritage and past in california oh yeah thanks for reminding me our uh, our friend miyabi who is um also an Esalen massage practitioner mm-hmm. she uh she lives in japan and has come over uh, here to study Esalen massage, and I believe uh, she's studied a bit over there as well. Um, yeah, oh, she uh, <laughs> she was in my first training. Yeah, my I think it was my hundred hour training, mm. if I remember correctly. And um, I just remember having such a a sweet. Um, kind of instant connection with her, mm-hmm. even though there's a little bit of a language barrier. Um, 
there was just a, a way in which I felt like I could communicate with her. And there was this safety and, and trust that mm. I think we, we both felt with each other um, right, right after meeting each other. Uh, how, how, how did you and Miyabi actually meet? Yeah, so we met during um, a deep bodywork session. Uh, I forget which one because I've been now to what, seven or eight of uh, Perry and Johanna's sessions. Um, but we met at one and we kind of um, became friendly. And then um, I heard that she was coming for two sessions. And you know, I invited her to stay with us at our house here in Sunnyvale. And um, you know, it was a great experience just uh, having her with us, sharing that time together, learning together. Um, and it's, it's really nice to have, you know, connections like Miyabi and all the other people I know through, a, you know, the Esalen Massage Healing Tribe. Um, you know, I've got this great friend network now that, you know, I know massage therapists um, in lots of great places. And it's, uh, it's fun to go visit them um, and you know, receive massage at, at their locations. Yeah, there's, there's something about um Esalen where I feel like the connections that I make with people and and specifically in a lot of the the bodywork trainings that's mostly what I've been going there for there's this um just this way of like becoming family almost and like a tribe mm -hmm. um and and being able to travel to different places knowing that part of my tribe is there I feel like it's it's really sweet to be able to connect with them when I travel over there and if they're over here, like they have a, a home to, to stay with me at and um, it's, it's something special about those connections that uh, I feel like we make while we're there at Esalen. And for me, it goes beyond massage. Uh, this period, I'm uh, practicing Qigong with my uh, Qigong buddy group. I uh, practice, I went to a workshop last year with uh, Ming Tang Gu and uh, four of us kind of connected and we, um, we started doing uh, Qigong practice using Zoom. Um, and then now during the pandemic, we're doing daily practice, which I find you know, has been really, really valuable uh, for me in this time and to have you know, four people I'm connected with and you know, we keep going deeper in our, our practice and uh, you know, bringing in new elements. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's been something that we already had going and it was just natural to uh, make it more frequent. Yeah. I, can you speak to just what Qigong is to you and, and how it's um, impacted your life? Yeah. So uh, Qigong uh, is coming from traditional Chinese medicine, TCM. And uh, the, the type that uh, Ming Tang Gu teaches, it's called um, Wisdom Healing Qigong. But uh, essentially what we focus on, there's like two main sections. There's awakening vitality, which is like awakening the qi energy in your body. And it's more kind of movement-based and, you know, feeling qi energy in your body. And then the second part of it is uh, sound healing, where we are in a seated practice. And then we go through the five elements of traditional Chinese medicine. And for each one, we, um, we first start feeling our physical body. And then we uh, chant to feel our emotional body. We work to transform the emotions around each of the elements. And then the, uh, the third chant is around uh, spiritual aspects. So inviting that element and, um, and visualizing that element. Um, and it's been really helpful because 
you know, a lot of our emotions are held in our body, um, are held in our organs, and you know, in periods of trauma, people you know, can basically store emotions or store memories in our in our organs, and um, you know, it's good to be aware of what we're feeling, right? You know, particularly during this time, because there's you know, there's lots of emotions, and you know, some of those emotions are pretty dark and painful. Uh, but you know, we can work and, and realize we're feeling those things and we can work to transform it. So like one example is around the metal elements is, uh, sadness and grief. And, um, you know, and, and that's really a painful way to view it, but then you can transform it more into, you know, compassion and caring for others. And you know, right now I have so much compassion for, you know, massage therapists who are out of work. You know, a lot of people out of work, but at the same time, you know, those people on the front lines giving care are out there putting themselves at risk, right? So, um, you know, just loads of compassion uh, and caring for those who are suffering. And you, know, you can move past grief. And, you know, compassion is the more kind of uh, fruitful uh, place to be. So each of the five elements has a set of emotions with it that, you know, around that part of your body, which, you know, tends to... Uh, you know, hold and deal with those types of emotions. Yeah, I, I think that through sound and movement, uh, we can really get in touch with those parts of ourselves and help to get things to start moving in a way that we can actually move it through, let it go, what, whatever um, process it it uh, comes to, but, but yeah, it's, it's so important to have those different practices to, to work with um, grief and, and trauma. Um, and, and even with body work, you know, I, I, I couple just different modalities that I've studied to um, the work that I, I do with my clients one-on-one. Yeah. So since I've been studying Qigong, it feels like the, uh, you know, the, the, the presence-based study is helping my massage work as well. So it's, it feels quite complimentary. Yeah, you, you mentioned um, just having a lot of compassion for others right now. And um, I'm curious, what, what, uh, what about some of the other uh, maybe previous emotions or have, have you not really experienced much grief during this time or... How would you describe? Yeah, I mean, personally, um, I'm doing quite well. My immediate family, my wife, my dog are doing well. My daughter up in Berkeley, you know, she's studying and teaching remotely. She's doing phenomenally well. You know, my sisters and their families are all doing well. So you know, I just have so much to be, you know, have so much gratitude, right? That, you know, for, for me and my family, you know, I, don't, I haven't been severely impacted. Um, so the, the grief is a little more, you know, distant and, and farther away of just you know, feeling sad for all the loss of life and all the loss of income. And, you know, I, I'm concerned about people just having, you know, the basic elements of health and nutrition. Um, you know, it's really concerning and it's frustrating because, you know, I, I like to take action, right? Uh, and you know, when, when you're just kind of stuck behind your computer screen, there's not much to do other than take care of yourself, right? So I think a big part for me has just been, you know, okay, we have this, uh, you know, not knowing how long we're going to be in this you know, shelter in place, and 
I just take it out myself. Okay. You know, what can I do for myself and my, my little family unit? And then what can I do in my, my own environment? So like one thing I've done is volunteer, uh, to go out and help seniors at the grocery store, um, which you know, has you know, felt really good to be able to go out and do that. So you're, you're going in and doing their grocery shopping and then bringing it to them. Uh, so how it works is they have um, the local markets and autos uh, created like a one hour for seniors in the morning. So I go there during that time in the morning and just make sure that you know, everyone coming to the store is 60 or over so that they can have that space to themselves. And then after that first hour, um, some people have uh, requested orders. So I'll go with their order to the, to the shopping store and just pick out their items and try to hopefully the items are available sometimes they're not but you know fill out their order and pack it and then they drive up outside the store and push the cart out to their cars and yeah it's it just feels so nice because there's they're so genuinely you know they feel supported Uh, and even just greeting people at the door and um, you know being able to greet them and you know hopefully have a smile with my eyes and then you know they smile back and yeah everyone's just you know appreciative to be recognized and be supported. Uh, some people are a little frustrated, of course, right? That's kind of natural. And um, you know, part of that compassion is just knowing what people are going through. And so when you, know, you correct people about standing in line at farmer's market, you know, sometimes you get a, a real strong defensive reaction, right? And it's just like, okay, you know, I understand what they're going through. You know, you know just go ahead, you know. You know, maybe next time they'll, they'll be more mindful of the line, but everyone's got to like learn this whole new, you know, social process of how, how do we play this anti-tag, right? So as kids, we used to play tag to touch each other. Now we're playing this six feet tag of, you know, trying to be distant and respectful of others' personal space. It's just, ah, it's surreal. It's, but at the same time, it's just great that, you know, for the most part, you now we're doing it. And the, and the curve in the bay is flat, right? Our, you know, Santa Clara, there's a, a public health director. Her name is Sarah Cody. And she had the courage to get with her peers and, you know, all around the Bay Area, all the county public health directors, they, they conferred with each other. They had a lot of peer discussion. And then they came to agreement that we would go and shelter in place. Where, you know, we in the Bay Area were one of the first. And it seems like it's had a, you know, remarkable effect that actually you know, flattening the curve and you know, ICUs have plenty of capacity at this point, which is just, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, for that, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. I feel like um, our, our mayor took the, the steps necessary to help um, flattening the curve as well. Um, something you mentioned, uh, just like this, like distant tag of being six feet apart just reminded me of uh, just an article that I had seen online of uh, a protest, I think, in Israel. And what was really cool was they were protesting six feet apart and and just like had a very organized way of, of going about it. And oh, yeah, that just it it was really um, touching to see people um, out there. And, and fighting and, and protesting um, for their rights and, and doing it in a way where they're still respecting the, the current pandemic. And I, I've seen other um, 
images of protests out there and in different places where people haven't been adhering to that. And um, it kind of hurts my heart a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 It's, it's hard not to look at the, uh, the deep division we have here in the States and, um, you know, wish it to be different. Um, and, you know, it's, it's tough not to see it and not to feel it. And, you know, we, we are, you know, one nation should be undivided, but we're quite divided right now. And it's a, uh, it's a concern. Definitely. How, um, like, how do you envision uh, things moving forward in a way that's a, a bit more harmonious or uh, connected? Yeah. Well, I think it's you know, a lot about seeing the beauty in each other. Right. So I have this, uh, uh, kind of uh, practice um, of looking for beautiful things. I spent a lot of time kind of doing walking meditation in nature. Um, in the, I, I, in the uh, winter and spring, I call it rain dancing, where I, I move my body in nature and uh, with the intention of being alert and aware of all that's beautiful and um, cherishing what we have and, you know, you know, there's beauty all over in nature around the world and um, there's a lot of beauty in people and even you know for people that may have a different political viewpoint they're still beautiful people and um, you know it's I think it's going to happen you know one person at a time of just greeting making conversation you know just trying to reach across and find mutual connection and mutual sharing and you know especially if you're in a beautiful place uh, which we can't be right now in beautiful places but you know in the past you know when i've met people of other you know influences but you're standing on top of a mountain or you're in a you know redwood forest or you're at a beach you know being in nature i think is a, it's a common thing that we all can share passion about the beauty and you know, that's a place you know to make a connection you don't have to talk about politics but you might just kind of understand where they're from or, you know, what they're about and, you know, might feel that they might be of a different you know, view, but you can still connect and reach across and then you know, realize we're all, we're all beautiful humans. And most of us are in the middle, right? Uh, most of us don't have extreme viewpoints, right? You know, we, we hear all this noise on the extreme right and extreme left, but most of us are, you know, pretty, pretty modest, you know, going about our lives, right? And trying to be productive and trying to you know, do well for ourselves and do well for others. I, um, I, I love just uh, envisioning people being able to see the beauty in, in what we're surrounded by and in, in, in each other and, um, and making connections and really like being there in, in the moment with each other. Um, I, I know that when I've had uh, a time to go walk around recently, uh, I'll just take a little more time to like say hi to somebody who's just sitting on the curb or on their steps. And oh, me and my partner, Finn, were walking down the street the other day and this woman was just kind of looking around, like sitting in the sun and, and we like waved at her and it kind of caught her off guard and, and she <laughs> smiled and, and waved back. And, um, as, as we walk by people, the same thing, you know, trying to, uh, acknowledge one another a little bit more and, 
Um, I've also experienced people to be a little more afraid. And if, if they see somebody walking towards them, they'll cross the street. And I, I know that we're all kind of dealing with this differently. And, and it can be challenging because there, there's so many different emotions that we're all feeling. There's so many different experiences that we're all going through. And some people have it really hard and really challenging. And um, I, I think one thing that I, I like to keep in mind is, is we never know what uh, someone else is going through. Right, exactly. And, and I think holding that in mind as we go about our lives and, and move throughout this world, um, just, just think about the days that you've, you've been out and uh, something really hurtful or, or challenging has, has happened and you're maybe feeling a bit more tender and protected. And um, I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's it's been hard to to be around others in those moments, and um, just keeping that experience in mind as I go out really enables me to um, yeah find compassion not only for myself but for for other people right now too um, because it's so so important to to remember that we're we're in this together. Uh, we're not alone. And, and it's so easy, I think, to kind of feel isolated as we are asked to stay home, as we're asked to stay six feet apart from each other. Um, and, and I know that there's a lot of things virtually that are happening that are en- enabling people to stay uh, connected. But it's still like the lack of physical touch is um, extremely uh hard on people in this moment. And, and, uh, last night I actually, I taught a self massage, uh, class and it was so sweet to just, uh, it was a a really intimate group of people. Um, a friend of mine helped set it up and, uh, we, I, I went through a sequence of working on our shoulders and our arms and, uh, our hands and, um, I also asked everyone at the beginning to just kind of share like how their, their bodies were feeling and Mm. um, what, uh, what their relationship to touch was. And it was really cool. Um, A lot of them have touch as one of their, their top love languages. Mm. And, um, and also they spoke to just how much um, they miss physical touch right now and um from from their family and their friends you know like you can get it from your lover and and that's amazing and and then there's also this um more kind of platonic touch that's a bit more intimate that you can't always just get from one person you know i think for me like i i miss that i miss being able to um extend my touch to others and, and share that and it it was uh, just, I, I love doing body work for that reason. Like I, I, it brings me joy uh, to, to help bring that to others. And um, yeah, I, I wonder how, how is that for you not being able to give massage right now? 
Oh, I'm missing it a lot. Um, yeah, it's a big element in my life right now. And yeah, I can still luckily you know, give massage to my wife and I have my, my little dog candy. So I can I keep up my skills by you know, just palpating my dog and she's tiny. So it's like it's like really good for fine motor skills. But uh, yeah, I miss it. I miss my clients. Um, yeah, I really miss uh, some of my older clients. I don't know how she's doing. Um, and you know, it's you know, since she's what 98, um, I hope she's you know, doing fine through all this. But um, I stopped working with her well before you know the shelter in place, so it's been a couple of months since I've seen her, and you know, I miss her a great deal. I miss all my clients, but um, you know, what I'm doing is just you know, working on my wife, and I'm doing a lot of self study. I'm delving back into because of Qigong, I'm getting more interested in um, acupuncture points. So I'm uh, busy studying meridians and pressing them on my own body and you know, exploring with using more meridians in the Qigong practice. So uh, you know, I'm kind of reopening that book and challenging myself to, uh, you know, to, to learn about it and see where it goes. Yeah, I, I feel like this during this time, it's, it's really been a big one for me to also study and, and learn more um, about the practice that I have and what I want to add to it. And um, I think a lot of people are still working, so they don't necessarily have a ton of extra time. But from what I can sense, I, I do think there um, is quite a, quite a bit of people out there that are, are taking classes and, and workshops online uh, just to, keep up with their uh, movement and um, just staying connected to their bodies. Yeah. There's so much online content. I can't, I can't delve into everything that's out there. So I have friends doing, you know, meditation, friends doing yoga and it's, it's, it's fabulous. Right. But it's, you know, it's still not the same though. Right. You know, practicing yoga together in a room is much different than, you know, trying to, to, practice by looking at the video but you know we're doing what we can with what we have definitely and i mean so far it's only been a couple well almost two months right for us yeah i think this is week six i was looking at the calendar we started what like march 17th and now we're like april 22nd so i think this is week six and we don't know when and it's it's hard not knowing right so we're like in week six of this very funky retreat at home. You you had mentioned um, seeing uh, the beauty in others and, and and nature. And one of the things that you're working on right now is, or, and have kind of just been doing is kind of a hobby, right? Um, is hashtag enjoy what is beautiful. Right, absolutely. So as part of my walking meditation, I walk in nature and I, um, I, I look for things to take photographs of. So I, um, some of my favorite subjects are flowers, especially pollinators on flowers. Um, and I've been doing lots of, luckily here we can still go out of nature. So we have some local areas and like yesterday I went with my wife and dog and we hiked in the canyon and it's just in peak wildflower bloom right now. And I, I got some great shots yesterday. Um, and I'm doing a daily uh, posting to Facebook, just photo meditation about, flowers and I, I go research on the web and find out you know interesting 
facts about flowers or poems associated with the flowers. And it's just an effort to kind of just put you know, positive, interesting, beautiful things out there so that people can be reminded of the beauty that's out there. And for those people stuck inside or busy working from home and caring for kids, it's a way to, you know, to hopefully give them some, some joy in, in, in their lives, right? Definitely. So with your different practices of Qigong, of, of being in nature and um, your acts of service, um, what's, what's something that, uh, that really um, you, you feel like you could, could share with everyone just in a, a short kind of um, description of a, a, a daily practice that they could bring into their lives and, and something that they can do. Yeah. So the thing that's impacting me the most, I think is just a gratitude practice gratitude from the first waking breath of um, I'm breathing and I don't have a sore throat. I have a fever. Right. And then, you know, what, whatever I have in the house, right. You know, if I'm lying next to my wife or my doggy, just, stroking them and be grateful for having them in my life. And then if I'm able to go outside, looking around in my garden and you know, sensing what's happening, listening what's happening, and then just finding things that are positive, right? Um, uh, something I found just by accident is every time I get my sprinkler hose out to sprinkle my sprouts, uh, hummingbirds come by. And take a shower in my in my sprinkles, right? And I just get such a charge. I mean, it's just such an awe and beauty of these hummingbirds, right? And I think everyone in their environments, there's something that's um, got beauty or positivity in it. Um, when I walk around my neighborhood, I see people have made chalk drawings on the sidewalk with positive affirmations, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I hope people have something positive and good in their lives and just, you know, spend a moment and you know, just bask in the glory of the beauty um, or bask in the beauty of sharing a moment with someone else. Notice how people respond to you, right? Uh, you know, even if you have a mask on, try to smile with your eyes. You know, try to wave and see if people wave back, right? And you might be surprised, right? I, I'm able to ride my bicycle and you know, as I you know, see people standing and looking, you know, I just wave and initiate you know, something positive. And then oftentimes, you know, you know, they'll, they'll be encouraged to wave back and a smile will be on their face or their eyes will smile. Um, so just, you know, Go out and just be gratitude for, you know, how people are giving and, you know, how you can give to them and how they can give back. Yeah, it really, it really can go a long way just by smiling or waving at somebody, acknowledging them. And and also just to to wake up and, and think of the things that, that we, we do have. Um, and I'm, I'm also wondering what would you share with those that, that wake up and maybe are in week one or two of having the coronavirus? Wow. <laughs> that's, that's really hard. Um, well, I mean, maintain hope and optimism that, you know, that the healthcare system will do their best to, to care for them. If they do have to go into a hospital environment and know that, you know, 
there's a lot of caring people in the medical field, wonderful nurses and doctors and you know, support staff that are going to do their best. And, you know, we're learning more every day. Um, and, you know, beyond that, just look back and you know, cherish everything that's happened in your life that's been good, right? And uh, I did that practice with uh, my dementia client. Uh, she passed away in December. Uh, you think it's just really horrible uh, Louis body dementia, but she had, um, you know, it affects the, the visual cortex. And uh, the hard part is people get a lot of hallucinations and hallucinations relate to physical trauma. But uh, you know, between um, massage therapist care and a hypnotist, we were able really to move through the trauma and then um, really able to be with her and experience joyful memories from her past. That's uh, when I was working with her. I knew she was a she was a boat captain. She had she used to have a boat and sail on the waters in the southeast. She's I called her my southern belle. But just you know, going back to past memories and you know, revisiting past memories is you know it's a positive thing as part of meditation you can do. So as you're meditating, even if you're not currently in a beautiful spot, you can go back in your past life to somewhere where you felt. Um, inspired by nature and you can like visualize being in that spot. And I have a few of those spots myself that I, you know, when I'm meditating, I can go to and just kind of feel what I felt in that moment. And, um, and that, that can just give you some you know, relief or some comfort, even if you're, you know, suffering and in pain. Yeah. I think that's, um, it's a really beautiful offering for those who are are currently going through some really hard and challenging times and and even family members of of those that are um, affected by this directly Um, i know that some of them aren't aren't even able to to be there in in person uh, with their family members yeah that's the that's like the real kicker, right? Is people can't even be present. Um, and that was, you know, the gift that I had with my, my client, Miss Ray is, you know, I was able to be present with her even close to, you know, when she transitioned and, um, you know, it made for a really beautiful passing. Yeah. It's still death, right? And it's still a transition. And, and her husband had a really, challenging time letting her go right but uh you know have the comfort of human touch and it brought so much relief to her that um it's really hard in this time people can't be together um you know medical workers are setting up zoom laptops and trying to connect families but it's not the same right and you know a gift i i had for myself was i was president my mom's death um and you know if you can be president with your loved one when they pass it's i think it's really helpful helpful to them and helpful to you to have witnessed the transition. Yeah. I, um, I, I try to think about like, well, what if this is my last day to live? What if this is my last week? Or um, have you been gone to the thought of, well, I say I have one more year to live. Like how, how do I want to live the rest of my life in that, that time frame? you know? And there's been so many things that I've, kind of had ideas around um, or, or dreams to work towards and have kind of 
set things to the side and be like, no, I'm not ready for that. Or I'll get to that later. This isn't the right time. And um, some of those, I agree. Yeah. And, and I'm also finding myself in a, a new place where I'm, I'm like, I really like, I don't want to hold myself back anymore. I, I feel like I've, I've done that at times and um, doing this podcast, you know, I, I, I'm learning as I go and I really uh, am just grateful for what continues to unfold through this process and, and just extremely grateful for the people that I get to speak to like yourself and um, just people that get to share what's, what some of their resources, what some of their wisdom um, and in hopes of others getting to glean something from what's, what's shared. And um, I, I just really appreciate you, you sharing what you're doing right now in the world. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, I, I know you mentioned you, you have a lot of gratitude for your health and for your family's health and for all the resources you have. And um, I, I just appreciate the work that you're doing by going out there and supporting your local community and uh, the elderly people in the community. And also with this, um, this photo meditation journal uh, project that you have going, um, I encourage people to check out the photos uh, under the hashtag enjoy what is beautiful. And I think you have an Instagram uh, account. Is that correct? Right, uh, Steve underscore massage. So you can find me on Instagram, and I, I post a lot of uh, hopefully you know, quality curated pictures of nature, uh, pictures of my bicycle, my bicycle in nature, and uh, you know, lovely things I find around the world. Yeah, and, and encourage others to to go out there and, and do the same thing. Take pictures yeah, of. Feel, feel free to use the hashtag. It's not my hashtag. I mean, anything <laughs> can enjoy what is beautiful. Right? But uh, a lot of it starts with intention, right? So you know, somehow you you you've got the intention to start this podcast, and you, and you know, it's more than intention, right? It's intention and action, right? And you know, it's it's similar about you know, you know the the whole my intention of trying to encourage things to rain, right? You know, go out move in nature with intention, intention of being alert, intention of observing. Um, and in one case, I think it actually, it saved me from a rattlesnake bike because it was, uh, it was a super hot day and I kind of had the intention of, oh yeah, there might be snakes out. So you know, I, I made a pact, whatever, like I hit shade, I'm going to, I'm going to stop and just walk you know, and do a meditative walking in the shade. So I came around a corner up at Windy Hill and boom, I, I converted to a walk, and I'm walking along, and I'm observing, and I see a shape on the trail, this coiled up shape. <laughs> As I get closer, it's like, holy cow, that's a rattlesnake! <laughs> it's just like, and if I had been running, you know, and, and being bliss, you know, being unaware and just you know pounding away, getting there faster, just you know spaced out. If I hadn't been observing, then you know it might have been a rattlesnake bite you know, alone in the forest, it could have been a problem, right? So, uh, you know, I, I do move a lot by myself in nature and I take incredible risk. And, uh, I'm aware of the risk. Uh, even like going to volunteer at the grocery store, you know, there's some risk element in that, right? But I think, you know, if you're, 
if you compensate, if you become aware of the risk you're taking and you, you know, be alert and be awake, and you know, as we move outside right now, I think we should all be alert and awake about what's happening and what's happening in our environments. And, and I, I think, you know, maybe that's, I think a lot about why is this virus happening and you know, what is nature trying to make us do? Right. And I think it's trying to make us stop, look, listen, and pay attention. Pay attention to what we're doing to the earth. And since this is Earth Day, let's let's pay attention to the earth and what's happening. Thank you so much for sharing that. Happy Happy Earth Day to you, Steve. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, go try to make the hummingbirds come and take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thank you again. Thank you all so much for listening. If you'd like to find out more about me and the work that I'm doing in the world, you can go to samsebastian.com. And if any of you are interested in being a guest on the podcast, you can reach out via email, sam at samsebastian.com. Thank you so much again. I hope you all have a blessed day. Much love.